then there will be smoke of that thing that comes through fire. So we're starting here on next, a second class on this mimer on, of, of the fire and smoke and smoke and stones that exist in Mount Sinai. And we're now going to explain why before the giving of the Torah it was regular fire and afterwards consuming fire. And why before the giving of the Torah it said that it was actual smoke. Well, after the giving of the Torah it was said that it was a cloud kind of a smoke. And to explain that he says, first let's analyze what smoke is about. Smoke is when you have fire going together, with, which is, doesn't have mass, that, go, that comes together with a physical object that has mass, then you'll have smoke. Where does the smoke come from? From this actual thing, this palpable object, that is now being burned by the fire, and the smoke is the result, by the fact that the different aspects of physicality are in this object that is being burned are now losing themselves have that is why when you when we're talking about physical objects that have very light uh, that are very light of mass meaning they have a very light uh, existence in, in their physical palpable way those things will burn very quickly and the smoke that will come from them, Hudak, will be very, very uh, thin. So when you burn incense, you're actually burning things, right? It's actual things, leaves or whatever. But still, the whole idea is that you shouldn't choke up in your room or wherever with like, <laughs> like sick smoke. Like, the whole idea is it should be something very like a fragrance. But it's smoke at the end of the day. It's smoke. You burn something and the smoke. Yeah, but it was very refined and thin smoke. Because what I burned was something that was extremely light. It's like like a leaf. What does the leaf have already? It's like very airy, right? Does that, but the fact that smoke now has fragrance, but that's not the idea. The fragrance is not the aspect. Just you see that it's very thin smoke. About dvorim gashmim, but we talk about physical object, objects. that have a, a body that is crass and thick. Imagine a rubber tire. Although the, the, the fire will also completely go within them and destroy them. The smoke that will come from their elimination, who Ashan Av will be a very thick smoke. Shegam who bal of that the smoke itself will actually be thick. The, the smoke will be thick. To a point that sometimes there's no oxygen in the smoke. Where did the oxygen go? Well, the smoke is so thick that it actually pushed the oxygen away. It, it's uh, as if, it's actually more than as if, the smoke itself now has some kind of consistency. It's, it's like as if the smoke itself actually, and it's not as if, the smoke itself has some kind of a mass in it. Venimtso, so, in conclusion, Shebe'ashan, that through the smoke of a thing, Nikar, you will see, Umidbate will be expressed at Kamachomer Adavarogaz, to how much that object was a crass. Had a crass aspect. The inyan and that bali digilu will be revealed when you eliminate that that object. move on now that you have understood this. In 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 this world, you now understand. Exactly, that is also 
true in spiritual in the spiritual realm of things, and as it's always said in Hasidus, and it's not that it's also true in the spiritual realm of things, but it is first true in the spiritual realm of things, and that is why it also has a expression in materialism. But anyways, what happens in, in the spiritual realm of things? When you come to eliminate physical objects, when you want to burn them, that they should go within, they should be absorbed now by the divine. And here I want to pause for a moment before we continue, although he has not yet done the parallel. But this, 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 this phrasing is the opportunity for me to clarify something. When we talk about physical objects, in, from a materialistic perspective, what is important is to have them. And that is why fire is actually what is going to be considered destructive. So, if you're going to say, because the whole world has to go up in fire, but, um, sure about that? That doesn't sound like a good idea. Why? Because we want the physical objects to be. We want our home to be. We want stuff to be. We don't want them to burn. But that is true when you come from a physical perspective. Meaning, from a physical perspective, the more something is palpable and concrete, the more you have physicality. So for physicality, what counts is more concrete. Yeah, but we'll have more fire. Yeah, we'll have, yeah, we'll have less stuff. But isn't having more fire better than more stuff? Nope, more stuff is better than more fire. Yeah? Because your, your measurement from a physical perspective is physicality. But now, if you go from the other side, you go to the other side of the mirror. Interesting thing to do. You go to the other side of the mirror. Then, what is going to become the highest value is spirituality. So the more an object is crass, the more it weighs you down. Actually, it, it's not it's such an intellectual stretch or difficult for us to understand because when we think about character and character building then we see it very clearly that the more we have like kind of gross behavior like very physical behavior very animalistic behavior we understand that that is not doing any good if we want to be a refined person you see so there you get it but don't would you, you want to have more stuff even in your character? No, actually in that part I would like to have more, less stuff, right? Meaning also I would like to have less baggage, so to speak, right? Less baggage, less past things, etc. Et I, I want to lift myself up. It's important because you have to keep in mind whenever we'll be continuing in this mimer. When we talk about physical fire, we're talking about things disappearing. And in that sense, it might sound like something that is not good, because I'm losing something. But when you talk about spiritual fire, you talk about things becoming better. You want another example? Modern technology that is all about... I'm going to see if I can pull this word off. I don't think so. Three, two, one. Miniaturization. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, why? Because you see that in certain occasions, actually, bigger is not better. On the contrary, it's a way. Yeah, I, I want it small. I, the smaller the better, and even if it's small, if it can weigh less, like when is it gonna stop? Hmm? Like maybe with chips, implants? Uh, maybe, right? Meaning, I want, meaning there's certain things in which I, yes, I agree that, that, that less is more. I'm not gonna say to someone, hey, you have such a small phone, look at my phone. Like, no, yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't boast about that, right? Like your phone, like your phone, like, like I'm going to say, hey, your laptop is so small. Look at my computer. I still have it from the 1960s. It's over there. It's in that, it's that, it's not in that room. It is that room. <laughs> yeah, again, shouldn't boast about that, right? Because, yeah, the, okay. So less is more. Because on the contrary, the fact that it has less materialism, it's on the contrary. It's more productive. It's better has more use to it. So now take that also with the spiritual fire. Take the spiritual fire without being some kind of super technology. And that that super technology will actually allow materialism to be less materialistic, but not that it should stop existing like with a physical fire that will eliminate something and it's gone. No, when it comes to the spiritual fire, the idea is eliminate the physicality of it so that it that object should exist on a much, much, much higher plane, much higher level. Okay, but now going back to the details of, of, of those elements, meaning of a, of, a, of a thick smoke that comes from a, a, a very, a, a, from an object that has a lot of mass, or a thin smoke that, on the contrary, comes from a very thin object. Now we'll understand that how this applies to Materialism going into the divine will again make an introduction how you do uh, something that is known, meaning discussed in other places in Hasidus, Bepeirush Ashan. Other places in Hasidus also explain that the word Ashan, besides its literal meaning of smoke, Shurashe Tevis, the word Ashan, also forms the acronym of Olam's world, meaning space. Shana, year, which actually means cycle of time, Venefesh, and soul, which means human, uh, human character, human soul. Kabbalah, and there's something that is explained at length in, the, in, in different works of Kabbalah, especially in a commentary of, of a big rabbi called the Rivet, who wrote a commentary to one of the earliest Kabbalah books called Sefer Yitzira, end of the parenthesis. That anyways, but Oilam Shana Nefesh, space, time, and people, and souls, Shemoirel Klolasaishtalshus. They actually indicate, meaning contain, the whole that of everything that exists within the chain of creation. Everything that exists within the chain of creation has the notion of space, time, and if you want energy or soul or spirituality, it's the same thing. Space is made up of stuff. You, you cannot have space if you don't have something. It's impossible. Even an empty space is an empty space between two objects. 
So what is an empty space between nothing? It's not an empty space. It's just nothing. So space implies existence. It can be spiritualism, but it has to be an existence. A level on a spiritual plane or in a physical plane. Time expresses that that the existence within those this space or spaces are alive, dynamic, because time is a measurement of change. If nothing happens, then time didn't go by. Man, if someone is going to say, well, if I had a watch, I could tell you how much time went by while nothing was happening. And the answer is, well, something was happening, your watch. <laughs> but it was just measuring itself. You can't say it was measuring the time that nothing happened. I mean, you can say, relatively to the watch, doing so much and so much things, the other thing. I'm going to give you now like a little bit like a, a crazy line of thought. That actually, you might never use it. Oh, yes. Since Chassid has explained that Hashem can make the world stop in an instant if he just pulls the spiritual energy back into its source. So we're not talking about apocalypse, right? We're not talking about the world crumbling. He will just go zip, right? Okay. Now imagine that Hashem goes zip on the whole existence. No one around to be crying it. But that's okay. I mean, actually, we wouldn't have a problem with it. Because we wouldn't be there to be sorry about it. Okay. Whatever. Uh, we actually wouldn't be, even be able to say whatever. Okay. Whatever. Uh, so, now imagine that 50,000 years later, Hashem decides to recreate the world entirely, exactly at the, at the fraction of a, of a nanosecond in which it stopped. What would that happen? He would know. So actually what just took me a minute to explain, it could be that it lasted 50,000 years. Exactly. And the answer is, if that would be the case, it would not have taken 50,000 years. You get it? So, it, it, it wouldn't have happened, so to speak, in my realm of existence. Imagine it happened. It didn't. But if Hashem would. Well, in my realm of existence, it could never happen. Because if it did, then that would not be an event. Because there is no measurement of this non-existence. So I will always continue my chains of event to event, space to space. So once I have space, I have objects. Once I have time, I have change. Meaning objects are dynamic, not static. So who's lacking? Hey, how? People. Meaning spirituality, meaning energy when it comes to... Now, it could be... in. It doesn't have to be physical people. We talk about wholesale shalashas. It could be neshamas and malachim. Meaning, uh, even atzilas has oilam. It's serious. You have a space because you have where chachma starts and stops. That's a kind of a space. If it's a spiritual place, space. You have shana because you have shefa going through. You have gilu'a moichin or you have dormita which is the moichin being asleep. So you have variations, right? You have the fusion and union between Chachma and Bina. 
they run been giving to Malchus, even things going on in moves. So you have Shana, right? Every Rosh Hashanah, there's a new oil that never existed. So you have Shana, it starts in, where does it start? It starts in Atsilas. It starts in the highest level. And then you have Nefesh, it is to whom this happens and applies. Things, Oilam, happen, Shana, to someone, Nefesh. Make sense now? So please never say, Oilam Shana, okay, that's Kabbalah, we can't really understand, let's move on to the mind. I'm not saying it's not Kabbalah. I say we can still, still at least understand it a little bit. We say, okay, so, okay, Oilam Shana, Nefesh, okay, existence. Uh huh. Just existence, like, the way you like broke down existence in, in those three aspects. But actually it's, you talked about, there's nothing left. Everything is within those three logistics. Okay. But now there's a reason not, now you could break down thing, whole existence in those three ways, or you can break it down in ten ways. You can break it down in three ways. Okay, whatever, or you can break it four, four ways. I mean, there's, there's lots of ways of breaking down existence. True, you can also say that whole of extraterrestrials is made out of three dimensions. True, 100%. You can also look at it from all kinds of perspectives. So explain, when we relate to existence, meaning hishtalshavos, as being oilam shana nefesh, when we relate to that in that perspective, is when we want to talk about hishtalshavos knowing an ascension. Understand? If you said there are four dimensions, then you're just talking the way they are, snapshot. You're talking 10 dimensions, 10 spheres, or whatever. All this other kind of perspective, 100%. Then you, again, snapshot, the way they are. But if you want to express the whole of Ishtalsha, the whole of existence, in an ascending movement, then you say, Oilam Shana Nefesh. Why? Because then you have the word Asham. If I want to talk about existence, Ishtalshos, ascending, and I won't say they're made up of four and they're made up of ten, although it's, they're still going to be made up of all that, but I want to express the fact that they're ascending. Okay. So I'll say Ashan. You understand why I'll say Ashan? Because it goes up. Because it goes up. So it Meaning it's being eliminated. What's being eliminated? But not only eliminated like physical, that we lose something. It's like you eliminate way on the phone, you don't consider you lose, okay, right? Consider if you, if you reduce oh. the weight of a phone, you're not losing, you're, not losing, you're gaining. Well, no, nah, it has less weight, yeah, but that's good. That's not bad, right, see? So same thing, think about gushing, say, it's going up in flames, yeah, good, and it becomes less gushing. Again, we're not talking about physical flames. That, that's not good. That's people in California. No, that's, that's not nice. I shouldn't, I don't know. That's, really, that's ve- very bad taste. Sorry. Take that back. Edit, edit the uh, class. Uh, it's really, really bad taste. So anyways, so when you talk about the whole chain of creation, as it's ascending, then you say Ashan. Because... Why Ashan? Because because for it to ascend, it cannot do it unless it receives fire from above. It itself 
is also could be a snapshot. But actually, I would call it four, ten, three, okay, other numbers. Nefesh is the highest. Yeah. In this context. Yeah. Hundred percent. Because space is much more material, has mass. Time doesn't have mass. Time is a measurement. But how? Uh, actually, the whole discussion. Of space. Because when we were describing before, the image I got was we go from Olam to Shana to Nefesh. Yeah, yeah. But it's an ascent. It's, it's an ascent. Yeah. Actually, no, I was, I, I was actually not going up or down. I was like going around, okay, going around. Like I'm looking at something and I'm going around it. Okay, so what do we have here? Well, we have something somewhere going on with someone. You get it? Like I'm making a circle. I wasn't talking about. Okay. Ah, you're asking why is it? Oh yeah, Olam Shalanefesh is taka. Since it's ascending, it makes sense that it should go elamata elamayla. But it's true. Olam is physicality, so it's less than shana, which is zman. Zman is not physical. Zman is a measurement of events within physicality. Nefesh is even higher because nefesh is elamayla min zman when it's not within. How long did the neshama stay? within Knesset Yisrael before it went down. <laughs> okay. How long for other neshamas or how long for that neshama? Yeah? No. What's the difference? The difference is it could be that for that neshama until it was born it was just within. How long? It was not <laughs> like measured by time. Huh? Yeah. Because it was part of a sham. So how long did the neshama wait? And when you say neshama waits, we're talking about a neshama that is already born. Has to be already within Seder for it to wait. Say neshama waited 3,000 years before it went. Means the neshama was born already. No, it can't wait. You say the world waited 3,000 years for the neshama of Dr. Bar Yochai to come down. That makes sense. So it didn't wait 3,000 years. It was... Yeah, then the Shama wasn't like, what time is it? Oh, okay. And then it'll come down into this world. As soon as it was born, it came down into this world. It could be that it lived. It had an experience. That's right. Then the Shama has a gagua. When it, it's born, it first has a life in, this, in spiritual worlds. It says in the times of Mashiach, there will be Neshamas Chadashas. We're never ever born. Neshamas that weren't even in the Neshama of Adam Arisha. What do they do in the spiritual world? Well, the neshamas that weren't even in in, in the Mauritian, they didn't do anything because they weren't. But, yeah, <laughs> but they were without being because they're not within Olam Shal Nefesh. In a way, you can say that all... Okay, I'm just maybe going off. I'm not maybe. I am completely going off topic. So anyways, Shal when the fire from above produces... It comes and, and, and interacts with this world. Nechel v'nichle... Yeshus Oilam, the existence, but mainly the Yeshus. That's interesting because Yeshus, when you talk about a person, you're talking about ego. But imagine the equivalent of ego when it comes to physicality. What's the equivalent of ego when it comes to physicality? The fact that physicality expresses an independent existence. First law of physics nothing is created, nothing is ever lost, things are only transformed. So, where are you from? I am. Right? That's Yeshus Ha'olam. Well, like we said before last class, the world is, consisted, is constituted out of four elements, and that's it. And you do not need a divine. And if you do have a divine, it's going to be a foreign body introduced within it. Right? 
So that's yeshus. Meaning the world has also that kind of yeshus. I exist by myself. But when fire is going to come into it, it will not be a foreign body. It will eliminate this ego. And it will operate a nullification, an annulment towards the divine. V'hainu. So, what it means is when you talk about fire, the fire refers to the revelation that comes from above. While the smoke refers to how the worlds ascend from below to above. That's the reason why. Even after they've ascended, there will always be some kind of, 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 of ash and, and, and filth behind. Just like we see in, in the physical realm of things. Meaning, physicality in itself will always have a problem to be completely nullified because if it is then it's not physical anymore when you talk about elokus the reason why we see in this world and when we burn something there's always still some ashes left it's because beruchnis spiritually when we talk about physical existence becoming loftier and holier and more refined yeah but there will always be something left because it has to stay physicality. We spoke last week about the four elements and then there is a possibility if it's introducing a fifth but A, as a foreign body so the fourth say we don't need you you can boss us around but we don't actually need you or the fourth becoming entangled and reshaping their structure with the fifth but watch out if the fifth becomes too too strong and it eliminates the fourth. So that was not about physicality going up. It's like a weightless foam. A non-existent foam. I, I produce such a foam that actually you can't see it. <laughs> you can't touch it. But it doesn't yeah, weigh too. anything. Okay, so yeah, so how do I use it? Yeah, that's that's the tricky part. Because, 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 because if you think that today you have a problem with where did I put my phone? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that kind of a phone. Where did I put my phone? There's okay. a joke about um, a blank canvas. And this guy's like, this is my, um, he tries to sell it to the museum. Like, this is his artwork. Yeah. Like, what is it? It's like, it's the splitting of the sea. And he's like, oh, worse. No, I, I, I heard that differently. They're like, it's what? No, like, no I, I, I heard that it's a, it, that the white canvas, he said, don't you see? It's a snowman in a field of snow. <laughs> Where is the snowman? Mm. Well, obviously, <laughs> like, I didn't have time to put the carrot. <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. Who says there is a snowman? I tell you, okay. How would it look like if there wouldn't be a snowman? Actually, how would it look like if there wouldn't be snow? Like, who says the snow? Who says the snowman? Well, exactly. You can't, you can't, is it disprove? You can't contradict something that can be proven. 
right? How, how do you want me to contradict it? How, how do you want me to contradict it? There's no discussion. There's no discussion. You say anything? This is the way it is. And there is a snowman in a white in a snow, in a field full of snow. Prove that it's not true. Absence of proof isn't. Yeah. Well, you prove that it is true. Okay? Why should I prove there is no snowman? You claim that there is. You prove that there isn't. Well, you claim that there isn't. You prove that there isn't. Anyways, sterile discussion. I can't contradict something that has no proof. It's just a statement. So, so you, you know why there is ash in this world when fire burns? Ash in this world represents this idea that even when physical existence will become so refined, they will, it will always have to have some, retain some kind of physical existence, because that's the whole idea, that physical existence should become one with Elikos, not that physical existence should just stop being physical existence, because then we actually back to square one, no, correct that, to square zero, no, correct that, because there's no square. Uh, we just back to, like, you get it? Like, so, like, we came like full circle, like before Brias Oilum. If at the end everything just goes into Elikos, so, well, what is going on? Huh? So what? So what's the point? We're not doing anything, right? This is a crazy story I mean, of a person who was forced, who um, who was condemned to forced labor for forty years of his life, and for forty years of his life, he had to push this tremendous beam that had a big wheel that, it, that while pushing the beam in circles, it would turn a beam, and that beam in turn would, would, would turn a kind of an axe, another wooden axe that went through the beam, and it went behind the wall, and it made a tremendous noise. And for 40 years, he was with lashes, he had been pushing that, that, that beam. And when he was finally liberated, the first thing he did is he walked to the other side of the wall. And that's when he saw that the axe was just spinning in nothing, in air. So he committed suicide. There's a difference about suffering and enduring. And I was just brassing air, like, literally, like nothing. It's like it just have been sitting in a prison cell, right? I mean, that would have made more sense instead of being in, in the cold and in the, and in the heat and getting getting beaten, such just, just, you know, it's the same. didn't create the whole world and all the struggles that humanity is going to go through just so that we should be spinning an axe and avoid. Okay, that's, that's extremely, cruel. yeah, cruel would be an understatement. Uh, so, meaning, it's the whole idea of, there's a tachlis, right? You read the Torah Chaleo. So it can be that the tachlis is that it's going to disappear. Becoming one with other coasts because that's where we were already to begin with. We were I mean, not like there was only other coasts. So, so that's why we have ash. Okay, we we. Vezer vezer watam shemattenzera yeinian shel of oshen gamidoimem. And that is the reason I'm going to finish it orally. That's the reason why Hashem, when he wanted to indicate it, precisely he put the smoke on stones. Although you might think that stones cannot produce smoke. Well, since the whole purpose is to lift up creation, to make the whole of creation ascend so that it should integrate the divine, 
as part of the itself and get rid of as, as, as much as it can of its ego, of its so-called independent existence, which is a complete hoax. If you want to lift the whole thing up, when you want to lift something up, you put your hands and you leave her at the bottom. You don't lift something up from the top or from the middle. You lift something up from the bottom of something. Because, and, and when you lift the bottom, and automatically, the rest will come with it. So that is why Hashem put the smoke on the stones. To say the whole of existence, the whole of Seder Eishtalshlus will have to ascend. And, but where the whole of Seder Eishtalshlus, meaning starting from the physical side of the fourth world, Asiya, but also the spiritual side of Asiya, and also Yitzir, and also Bria, and even Atzilus. Because the whole Seder Eishtalshlus is Oshan. But how is this ascension going to happen? Through and starting from Gashmis. You might say, well, let's make a big aliyah of Neshamis and Atzilis. Yeah, we'll make that too. But that will happen when you lift up the bottom. You lift up the bottom, everything will go up. That's it for today. Thank you very much. Have a good luck, Bahimer. You too.